So the most incredible, unprecedented, life-changing declaration of love was made on that first Christmas morning. Angels singing, the sky was spilling with stars, and a special babe was born. He was God in the flesh given to us. That day, God began a holy conversation with you, with me, and the whole of creation. The spiritual exchange is still happening, actually, in this very moment. Listen, Pharaoh, David, Mary, John, Chris, my beloveds, I'm here. I'm with you now, tomorrow, and forevermore. I invite you on a journey of significance. You will never be alone. I will redeem all things. Rest assured, all will be more than well. I love you. Let me say it again. I love you. How do you, I, you or I respond to that kind of love? That I'll lay down my life for you kind of love. Like the Magi, will we allow Christmas to change something, maybe everything in us, so it's impossible to go back the same way we came. Christmas is God's invitation to you to want more for your life, to dare a new path that will afford you a fullness of soul and regular joy. It is God asking you to draw closer under his wing and experience peace. God is also hoping you and I will finally wake up to what truly matters here. And that is a life lived from the heart where love is the reason and the purpose for everything under heaven's rim. St. John Chrysostom said, if you have found the way to your heart, you have found the way to heaven. So right now, I want us to time travel back to that first Christmas. The Gospel of Matthew describes three magi. They're guided by a mystical star, and they've embarked on a 900-mile journey to Bethlehem. They had a holy inkling that there was something more to be experienced here on earth, something they would be transformed by. They were in the search of God. So we've taken many creative liberties embellishing this inspiring Christian narrative. Early as the third century, we crowned them kings. And then in a chronicle entitled the Latin Barbieri, dating around the eighth century, we actually gave them names. Balthazar, Gaspar, and Melkar. We have the Renaissance masters like Fra Angelico and Botticelli and Da Vinci and Hieronymus Bosch to thank for inspiring our imaginations, richly adorning them in crimson and blue and royal purple robes, gold crowns and riding camels, even white elephants. We learned that their spiritual adventure wasn't without some hiccups. They had some dark, lonely nights of the soul filled with doubts, convinced maybe that the faith quest was foolish. 
They also must have experienced genuine fear. And yet, something inspired them to press on. The reward, of course, was an audience with God on earth. But what I'm interested in today is that ultimate moment, just after they've given Mary and Joseph the gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh. They've taken their soul's fill of the wonder and the mystery and the hope represented in that tiny babe in a manger. They've said their goodbyes, and they've stepped back into the night, back to earthly reality. They found themselves at a spiritual crossroads, as we find ourselves today, in the quiet, with only their beating hearts to ground them, they had to ask themselves the most important question of their lives, the one we must ask ourselves today, every day. Do we truly believe God did this and is with us now? If so, where do we go from here? Saddling up their camels, tucking in enough provisions for the trip ahead, they must have looked back over their shoulders at the way they had come, and then back to that stable aglow. Easy it would have been for them to shrug off the epiphany, to return to what they knew, the familiar old way of life, safe, expected, comfortable. It is the well-traveled path of rote daily routines, tired perspectives, relationships that we know are far less than they should be, a surface-only connection with God. But for those wise travelers, the desire to feel something deeper, more sacred, a glimmer of heaven spoke louder that day. You see, Christmas is just a folly if it doesn't call for something new and you and me. How simple and devastating it would be, and I'm sure you and I have done it in the past, to let another Christmas go that doesn't rally bravery to make a change. To try something new, to go deeper, to take another way home from Christmas. So W.H. Auden said, to discover how to be human now is the reason that we follow the star. But I say that's only part. I would add we follow the star to discover how to be divine. May we heed the warning expressed in St. Augustine's prayer. God, I came to love you too late. You were inside me, but I was not inside you. In the quiet, when I feel tangled and lost and discouraged by the metaphorical Herods, worlds away from heaven, this is my prayer. Dear God, where are you? Where am I? Find me. Close the distance. You see, God's love saves us when we are vulnerable enough to recognize we need saving. We are told the Magi's destination from Christmas was home. 
I'm intrigued by the many layers of meaning in the word home. There is our temporary home here on earth. It's full of rich relationships and our professions and a daily liturgy of human life. But there is another home, home with a capital H. It is a mysterious and mystical place. It cannot be charted on a map, and yet our souls will spend their entire earthly existence trying to get as close as possible to it. That ultimate destination, the union of our hearts with the heart of God. So I confess, I don't completely understand the physics of how a compass works. Apparently, it detects and then responds to the Earth's magnetic fields. You line up the orienting arrow on the compass with the red end of the magnetic needle to find your true north. You see, I believe God embedded an invisible interior compass at our heart center so that you and I could always orient ourselves in the direction of God. The soul knows what is right and true and the way. It is our broken world with all of its flaws and meanness that throws us off fate's course. Let us lean into the compass of our souls, that brilliant divine gift of intuition to direct our paths. So as the story goes, there were two esteemed philosophers. They were deep in conversation about the meaning of life. One of the philosophers says, I'm aware of something in me that sparkles. I clearly perceive that it's something, but I can't quite grasp it. Yet it seems if I could only seize it, I should know the truth to which the other philosopher jumps out of his seat and proclaims, follow it boldly, for if you can seize it, you will possess the sum total of all good and have eternal life. We are as radiant as the love that is in us. We are as radiant as the love that is in us. God's love for us our love for God and our love for others. Love lights us up from the inside out so the darkness shall never take us. When we trust love to lead the way, like the Magi, we become people of the star and God will see us home. So let's just assume we leave here today and we all decide we're gonna take a different path home from Christmas. So we break out our compasses, and maybe we find we are currently not oriented in the right direction. The pandemic has certainly upset our force field, and the political upheaval and the round-the-clock bad news, they don't help either. Can we find again our true north? So I want you to take a moment and do an internal accounting. What is the health of the most important relationships in your life. Have you and I been loving enough and from the best in us? Do we feel loved in return and experience regular joy? When was the last time we felt peace, 
real weighted blanket peace or inspired? How close are we really to God? Does God know what we worry and dream about? If you answer no to any of those questions, then hooray. This Christmas could not have come at a better time for you or for me. Break out your compass. It's time to reorient ourselves in the direction of God. So before we set out on this Magi faith journey, let's remember again who God is and what God promises us. I'm going to give you my own quick resume. God is the one awake with you in the night as you ponder your big and your small worries. The one who collects your tears and nudges you to rise for another day. God is with you both when you lose something big and you gain something bigger. God is the one who knows you so intimately and loves you anyway and regardless. God is the one who sends earthly angels at the exact moment you need reinforcements. God is the one who forgives your flaws and chooses to focus on the goodness of you and what marvelous thing you will do next. God is the one who will be there when you take your final breath and lead you on to the hereafter. If this is not who you know God to be, hooray. Christmas could not have come at a better time for you or for me. Break out your compass. It's time to reorient our lives in the direction of God. Okay, so we know where we are right now. We've established who God to be. We know we've been given a fail-proof interior compass of the soul that can lead us in the way we are meant to go. Now to the fun part. Where do we want to go from here? God says, can you dream big enough? Can you imagine what your life could be with me beside you? Well, for starts, I want to be loved for who I am, a holy but very imperfect creature. I want to help someone else feel that way too. I want to connect to the spiritual magnetic field that is in me and all around me. So when this temporary, sometimes mean and unmerciful world disappoints or scares me, I know with confidence that I'm part of something bigger, something sacred. I want peace, soft, smooth, and supple on the inside of me. I want to master the art of trust and finally surrender to God and his roadmap for my life. I want to experience glimmers of heaven now so I know where I'm headed. I want the same for each of you. These are not pipe dreams. This is God's plan for us, for you and for me. We're meant to have the fullest human spiritual experience as possible. So uh, a couple of weeks ago, I had the honor of interviewing my friend and my mentor, Becca Stevens. Uh, you probably know her, she's the founder of Thistle Farms. Uh, she's a spiritual beacon for me. On my Soulful Seven Conversations podcast, we discussed her new book, Practically Divine. 
So if you're in need of a little nudge of hope over the coming weeks, uh, I invite you to listen to it over the holidays. Becca reminds us that we are practically divine. We are made of flesh and bone and divine spirit. She grew up hearing her mama say, you are dirt and angel. I love that. You are dirt and angel. Becca and I agree that God is in the holy thick of creation. Nothing escapes God's attention. So in the muck, in the dirt, God creates moments where heaven breaks through. Becca said the path of faith is full of sacred crumbs, enough to keep us moving in the right direction. No one wants you or me to make it home more than God. I wish I could tell you, though, that the Magi path of faith is straight and easy, that you won't get lost or discouraged or even fall into despair. Daring to take a new path does not preclude you from dark nights of the soul, disappointments that wound your heart, seasons when your faith feels lukewarm and far from helpful. It also doesn't guarantee that your prayers will be answered as you would like them to be. You're still going to have to navigate the increasing secularity of our culture the political chasms, the stubborn pandemics, the inevitable aging, the fragility of your body, the encroachment of technology and social media. But if you don't hear anything today, please hear this. God built you and me to persevere. We are wired to rise. If you are not feeling your superpower today, then I hope you'll call out to God and you will keep calling out to God. Or I hope you'll look to your left or to your right for help. Your vulnerability will unveil incredible courage within you and you will find your way. I wonder which one of us will set the record for how many times we can resurrect in one lifetime. What I can promise you is that if you commit to the spiritual journey, you're gonna be surprised by grace. You're gonna experience remarkable mercy and healing, maybe even a miracle along the way. And your light, it will draw other people of the light close to you. But most important, a heart oriented in the direction of God, it guarantees your journey will be sacred. The cynic, is not on the Magi path of faith. Only the hopeful travel that way. So before you leave, I want you to check your invisible packs. What do you need to let go of? What secret heaviness is slowing your spiritual gait? Oh, we all have something we need to shed. Some grief, some fear, some resentment, some doubt some worry, some selfishness, some hurt. That's what's keeping us from reaching the destination. I ask that you would name it. Let it go or make peace with it. 
so that God has, some, has room to do something good and redemptive in your life. I was taking an afternoon walk with my daughter last summer in France, and we came across this older gentleman. He was probably in his late 80s. He was bent over. One hand was clutching a cane. The other hand was planting a row of olive shoots as far as the eye could see. Oh, they were no taller than the length of his hand. I knew, and he surely knew, that he would not live to see the fruits of his efforts. It takes decades or more to establish an olive grove that produces oil. But that didn't stop him. Are we leaving a legacy of hope? So important to the Magi path of faith is our willingness to sow hope wherever we go. God started the conversation, but he needs us to share it. If you are sure in your soul depths that God is with you, and that all shall eventually be well as God promises, then you must carry the banner of hope high on the journey so that others beside you and behind you, so they see it. So you give them a reason to keep stepping forward. I'm still trudging on this path of faith 47 Christmases later, not for my own doing, but because people like David and my mom and Clay and you have encouraged me when I needed help finding my grounding and remembering that I have wings. The Magi path of faith is nothing if you're not on it with me and I with you. I am saved when you are saved. In closing, I share one of my very favorite poems by Emily Dickinson. It's entitled, Dwell Impossibility. She believed that if your heart was oriented to God, anything was possible. The final line of the poem is our rallying call. For our occupation this, the spreading wide of our narrow hands to gather paradise. Merry Christmas.